I mean, you know, I think as a new board, one of the most important priorities that we have is the appointment of competent executives, especially your GCO. The organization is currently in a crisis mode, and our primary responsibility is to restore integrity um, you know, of the organization, both towards its stakeholders as well as its employers. So I think it was very important that we made the right choice that we appointed a GCO that could restore integrity and confidence of the public. And, you know, based on the proceedings of the past few weeks, I didn't really have confidence that the board as a whole was moving in the right direction. And this is what prompted me to submit my resignation this morning. Take us through some of what uh, you went through in the board and why it was so concerning. Um, I think if you look at, if you look at the, the history of the past few months, you will note that during the time of the interim board, Former Minister Ayandla Glodlo obviously publicly commented that she was obvious, she was as well dissatisfied with the candidates' names that were proposed for these positions. So up to the tenure of the interim board, there was no approval by the minister. Um, this process has then been handed over to the new board for consideration to take it to finality. We were presented with a handover report, which also included details of this process. Um, the new board went went to an interview session with these candidates on the evening of the 31st of October, you know, based on who the person was and uh, the research that I conducted, I felt that this was one of suitable candidates to restore integrity, you know, to a troubled broadcaster. I specifically requested for my dissenting opinion to be recorded, and that was met by, you know, some of the board members with great hostility. So that obviously gave me great concern because we were not on the same page in terms of what we were looking for, the characteristics of, uh, of a suitable GCO. Um, so if you look at my letter as well, there were further meetings that took place, you know, whereby um, I think the board and I fell out in terms of differences of opinion. And I think it's quite fundamental differences of opinion that would affect my ability to fulfill my responsibilities going forward. So for that reason, I decided to step down this morning. You also, before taking this step, had uh, approached Parliament, I understand, uh, with these concerns. What happened in terms of your interaction with uh, a member of Parliament in raising these concerns? Um, I was referred to um, Honourable MP Mondli Gungobele by a former SABC board member. You know, upon my appointment, he recommended that the suitable person that I could speak to. Um, and I did raise concerns, um, you know, on the um, on the 4th of November. I think it was a Saturday morning. I sent him the links to these articles. There were some Amabangani articles as well as, you know, in in, in very public manner, there were, there were queries raised during his previous employment. So I sent these these links to the to the honorable MP for him to also, you know, uh, advise me on how I could move forward. I think this is not a new matter as indicated it was a matter that comes through from the time of the interim board. So it was mainly to sensitize him and to bring it to his attention. Um, as the Portfolio Committee of Communications member. In terms of uh, differing over decisions, I mean, that, that's inevitably going to happen. Well, I, I say inevitably, perhaps that's not the, the, the correct phrase, but ultimately it is a democratic process at a board uh, level. And uh, my understanding is that uh, the majority of the board uh, were uh, happy with the, the uh, well, the naming of Alan Mokoki as that uh, board member. But you then had have concerns now that your relationship with uh, the fellow board members would not be able to move forward? 
Yes, yes, I think I think you're absolutely correct. In the board of this side as well, we are 12 non-executive board members, so one does not expect to agree on every decision. But I think the decisions need to, at the end of the day, be in the best interest of the organisation. And once a decision is made, I think it's important that that decision is reflective of the integrity of the entire board. I think it will be difficult for me to go and account to Parliament later on for such a decision, you know, that I think glaringly is not in the best interest of the organization. So I think because of the severity, uh, you know, of of this decision that would have justified me to resign, under normal circumstances, there are decisions that one can accept Mm -hmm. if it's a majority board decision, but it's not as detrimental as this. You know, I think if you look at the organization now, we've applied for a government guarantee. Um, You know, should that be approved, we need to go and raise funding in the open market. We need to attract investors, attract advertisers back. So you really need people who are the highest caliber and of the highest level of integrity to do that. So I think my job specifically in terms of the financial turnaround would be compromised if I don't have people that portray that level of integrity that I'm looking for. This uh, resignation is an indictment uh, of uh, the board. We also uh, hear that uh, possibly two other members of the board uh, will also be uh, tendering their resignation. I'm not sure if you can comment on that, but overall, your your thoughts on how effective this board can be and, and how efficient in managing the public broadcaster this board can be moving forward. Um, I'm not aware of other, you know, of other board resignations which are imminent. I have not discussed this with other board members at this point in time, as the appointing authority is the president and portfolio committee. So that's where I directed my resignation. But I think, you know, based on the past two weeks and the three weeks interaction that I've had, I have severe concerns. You know, obviously coming in for the second round, I'm I'm a bit older and wiser now. I think I know what the warning and telltale signs are. They were, you know, very damaging decisions that were made during the previous board time. But unfortunately, they became public too late. For example, the appointment of Shlaudi Mutsuneng, James Aguma. You know, I sat through those board meetings and the majority of the decision held, even though I dissented, you know, the organization proceeded. And if one looks at looks back now, you understand the damage that has been done. So that's the reason why it was very important for me to be able to speak up before there's any finality on this matter. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much to Rachel Kalidas, who's attended her resignation uh, as a member of the SABC board. In a letter actually dated uh, yesterday, it uh, went to the president and the portfolio committee on communications. The big uh, issue at uh, stake here is the recommendation of Alan McCorkey as the group CEO for the public broadcaster. And uh, it was a red light on the radar of uh, the DA whose Pumsile Van Dam spoke to me a little bit earlier. Several sources within the SABC have knowledge of the information. Um, there were three candidates that were considered, and the board met, and um, the majority of the board members expressed their support for Mr. Mkoki as uh, the next GCO of the SABC. It is seriously, seriously problematic that the board uh, would consider Mkoki as suitable for the SABC, uh, we consider him completely inappropriate because of his history at another state-owned entity, the Land Bank, which during his tenure went from being uh, an entity that was relatively run well to becoming insolvent and having to be placed under administration um, at National Treasury. So we think that a person who does not have a record, a good record of clean governance, of good governance, person who... Uh, might not be able to deal with a very, very serious issue facing the SABC should
be made to the head of uh, the public broadcaster. What about allegations which you've actually also mentioned that uh, some of the two billion rand uh, which he was responsible for actually ended up uh, in his associates' pockets? Yes, there was a 2007 Deloitte audit report that was commissioned by the then uh, Agriculture Minister Nukungwana, which found that Mukoki and his top executives at the land bank diverted almost two billion rand that was meant to fund uh, emerging farmers. The money was diverted to uh, rich developers who developed things related to agriculture. It was alleged that Mukoki um, ignored, Mukoki and the top executives ignored legal opinions, did not seek vote approval in order to deviate in this matter, in this manner. So we do not think someone who conducts himself in that manner is suitable for the SADC. Given these concerns, do you think the board just hasn't considered uh, some of the past history of Mr. Mukoki or there are actual active moves to, you know, appoint him into that position despite anything uh, in his past? Well, I mean, according to the information I've received, very well. They had all the evidence about Mukoki before them. They had evidence regarding to... Um, Firstly, his history with the land back, the fact that there's a possible conflict of interest related to a member of his family who does business with the SADC. And despite all of this, they, they still went ahead and supported his, his appointment as uh, one possible appointment as the SADC CEO.